Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hawkeye fans, get ready. It's time for the Hawkeye Nation radio show, powered by the Polk County iClub on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 AM, and now 106.3 FM, KXNO. It is the HawkeyeNation.com radio show here on 106.3 KXNO and the uh, Hawkeye Nation podcast network. My name is Andrew Downs. I am joined as I am each and every week by the grand poobah of Hawkeye Nation. It's Joe Schmelka. What's up, Joe? You know, just just kind of in that mourning mode after losing Cooper, yeah. but realize, uh, you know, this team just overcomes things. I don't know how else to describe it. They find a way to win games, and uh, that's 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 just what this season is going to be. It's going to be about overcoming adversity, resiliency. Uh, you know, like just another big just another big hurdle that we uh, that we got to overcome. So uh, let's 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 hope let's hope. They keep finding ways to win. Yeah, exactly. Right? And you can't overcome adversely unless you have some some thrown at you. So, uh, so yeah, there, there's the, the bright side of things. And, yeah, Joe, you know, we were talking yesterday, and it was like, hey, we, we get to have a fun show finally for once, like just a feel-good show, you know, nothing nothing couched, nothing like, well, maybe if this happens. Like we had an, an actually fun game uh, on, on Saturday against Rutgers, and we get to talk about that and then look ahead to this game and all the possibilities. And then this news came out yesterday, uh, obviously, for those who, who haven't heard, I'm sure I, almost everybody has. Cooper DeGene was hurt in practice, uh, and he is done for the season. Kirk Ferentz uh, talked about it last night on his radio show. They confirmed the injury, and also I think the wording was interesting of, uh, you know, his his rehab will take him into the new year. So putting to bed any any hope of Cooper coming back for a bowl game or anything like that. And I think it's fair to say with a – a first round, a first round NFL draft grade uh, coming into the season. He hasn't done anything this year to, to diminish that at all. Um, you know, unless he pulls a, uh, you know, a, a, just wants to come back and, and play one more year like Desmond King did. You know, hey, I, I have to come back and graduate, even though I could go to the NFL. I don't expect that, so I, I think Cooper is likely done as an Iowa Hawkeye. And and it's just a, it's it's a shame, Joe, on so many levels. Obviously, we'll talk about the the on field stuff, but. It, it sucks for Cooper to, to have it end like this. It sucks that he couldn't have one more day in Kinnick. Uh, that you know he he's just he's such a good kid, such a good player. You can tell Kirk has has a lot of love for him and the way he talks about them. Kirk said, you know he he thinks he might be one of the best players he's ever coached at any level. 
And uh, and you you know Kirk loves the way he handles his business, which is just kind of quiet and unassuming, and he lets his play speak for him. And uh, and that play has spoken loudly over the last couple of years. We didn't get enough of Cooper DeGene, and and it's over too soon. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how this team does kind of respond. They've re- they've had to respond f- from big injuries uh, in in the past. This has been a, a struggling season as far as that goes. Uh, but they've been able to do it thus far. They're eight and two, and so so maybe this is just another opportunity for a guy like Deshaun Lee to, to step up and, and step in and, and make a name for himself as, uh, as Illinois comes to town. Yeah, you know, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, uh, you know, Cooper's one of those guys, you, you could almost see him coming back in a weird way, but but not if he's going to be a, you know, first round top 20 pick. I mean, that, that would that would be stupid on his part, right? But uh, you can see that, you know, he just has that love for the game and, and everything. Big team player. I'm sure that's not the way that he wanted to go out, obviously, at Iowa. But, you know, things happen, man. And uh, there's a lot of people in that children's hospital. they got a lot lot worse things going on than, no uh, than the team or Cooper DeGene has going on. So you got to kind of keep it in perspective. Um, yeah, as, as we, you know, as we look forward, it, you can't replace Cooper with one person. <laughs> You've got you to have, like, three or four people to yeah. replace him. Uh, so that the, the silver lining on Harris's uh, suspension at the at the beginning of the season, missing two games, is Deshaun Lee got some great experience, right? And that's going to help him uh, now. As we got to replace uh, Cooper in the last, well, let's let's hope there's four games left, right? Uh, Illinois, Nebraska, then a Big Ten championship game, and then a bowl game. So, um, got to hope that uh, you know he can play as well as he did the first couple of games. He played well. Um, so let's, let's hope he can do that. Is he Cooper? No, but is he a walk on freshman? No, he's, he's, uh, he's definitely at a much higher level than that. So that takes care of the defensive side of the thing. Uh, then you got to find a gunner, uh, to replace Cooper on, uh, on, uh, special teams and, uh, you know, get down there and cover punts for us. Um, we got some great guys, so hopefully they can step up. Punt return is probably the biggest question mark. You remember when people went out last year, that really cost us probably the Nebraska game with yeah. the fumbled punt uh, uh, by, uh, gosh, what was his name? I can't think of his name right now. Anyway, you, you transferred to Oklahoma State, and then you got caught up in the gambling thing. But um, Arlen Bruce. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, yeah. It, it, you know, number 21, the kid who's coming in for a wetland or whatever, he doesn't have to win the game for us. He doesn't have to return for a touchdown. Don't lose the game. Make smart plays. Mm-hmm. Don't make dumb uh, Don't fumble, obviously. Don't turn the ball over, you know. And uh, But but it's going to hurt us. I mean, those are the things that help us. Cooper Cooper makes plays. He makes the fair catches. You're you constantly a playmaker in all really three of those phases. And, and, and we need that, right? We need all the playmakers we can get. We lose one is uh, it, it, going to hurt, but you know, next man in. This team has been incredibly resilient all year. They found a way to win. People need to quit knocking the offense and all that nonsense. It's like, hey, you know what? Uh, this team's got incredible character, and let's just see if we can find another way to win uh, a football game on Saturday and lock in a, a Big Ten West championship. 
and go forward from there, right? Yeah, it'd be fun to to lock that up on on our home court or you know, on our home field in Kinnick with that that crowd who had such an impact in the game again on Saturday, and then we will talk about that game against Rutgers and preview the game against Illinois as well as talk a little basketball, both men's and women's here on the HawkeyeNation.com radio show. Um, and and I think you just you nailed it there, Joe, with all of the phases that that Cooper has been so important. And uh, I guess another silver lining is this isn't an in-game injury like it was against Nebraska a year ago. You don't have to kind of on the fly adjust. Now you don't have a ton of time. This happened, you know, reportedly on, on Wednesday. And so, you know, you're midweek, but at least you can now kind of adjust and, and guys are going to come in knowing that they have to fill those spots and, and knowing they, the role that they have to fill. That's not quite like, like the Nebraska game last year where, yeah, I think a lot of us, uh, you know, kind of put that loss on the DeGene injury, both in that, that Arlen Bruce punt fumble, uh, fumble of the punt return, but also just uh, they, they were really brutalized in the secondary after Cooper went out. They, you, you know, for all you could say about Nebraska and, and their coaching staff for the last few years, they were able to attack that weakness at, at Iowa and, uh, and did that, did that well. So let's, let's move on from that and get to some happy things here, Joe eight and two, as I mentioned before, <laughs> remarkable yeah. ranked 16th in this week's college football playoff rankings after being unranked in the AP pool. I thought it was crazy. They were unranked in the AP pool. I mean, I get, I get all of the, the, the nuance that goes into that and the conversation around this team and this program this year in the offense. And, and all of that, but it's ludicrous to not have a Big Ten team that's eight and two ranked. It doesn't really matter. Even the the college football playoff rankings don't mean a whole lot at this level. Um, but be, it was nice to see Iowa get some love from that college football playoff committee this week, ranked sixteenth in, in that poll. Well, I think you know they, they they've got certain criteria and they have to apply it across the board. And um, you know, as, as bad as our offense is, we talked about this forever. Offense is improving. It, it would appear. Um, we, we, we've got a, a first half last week against Rutgers where we moved the ball, but we didn't score, you know, kind of that moving in between the twenties or, you know, all the way down the field there at the end of the first half. I honestly, uh, I, I couldn't believe it with, uh, I don't know, a minute and a half, whatever minute 50 to go or whatever. He came out five wide and I thought, yeah. Brian, nice, Kirk, nice. And then I thought, oh, boy, you know, are we really ready for this? <laughs> and then we moved it all the way down the field. I, I didn't like that last play call where he had nope. to throw all the way across the field. That's a pick-six throw. I don't understand why you call that play there. The way your defense is playing, even if you just get a field goal there, that is a huge boost, I thought, for the offense to move the ball in kind of a two-minute type drill, all right? But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, things are looking better. We have you like good first half as far as yardage goes and a really good second half as far as points go. And, um, you know, Rutgers is a good team. That, that, you, know, you can say all you want about, oh, Big Ten West is terrible. And all. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, they're certainly not great by any means. But, um, but, but Rutgers, you know, hung with uh, Ohio State, number one, two, three team in the country, whichever way you want to look at it, and uh, played a tough game. I think they're ahead at halftime. So, it wasn't a bunch of, you know, it was a good team we played. Yeah. And the game, we dominated them, shut them out, scored 22 points, should have been more. Um, you know, we, we did what we needed to do and, and showed that I think for the first time I got more confidence, you know, in this team. I've got more confidence in this offense. Uh, the offensive line protected uh, Deacon pretty well. We ran the ball well. We have all 
three running backs healthy. They all gained 50, 60 yards, right? Um, he hit some different receivers. Uh, play calling, I don't know, people, I mean, you know, if you say Brian Ferris can't call a good game, he can watch the Rutgers game. That was yes. a hell of a game. I think they're more comfortable now with Deacon, uh, you know, running more and more and more plays, his ability to see the field a little better. Uh, you could see him moving his head and, and, and check it down, not just going to the one guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I don't know, a lot of positives there, I thought, uh, but, but it's one game. And, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's see what we can do against a team that, you know, really controlled our offense last year. I mean, their defense, Illinois' defense, clobbered us last year. Um, you know, we couldn't do anything against them. So, uh, you got you to keep going forward now. And, and you know, lost to Cooper, that means our offense has got to keep stepping up and taking a little more of the burden. Yeah. And, you- uh, keeping that off the field you're exactly right a little more pressure on this offense and I think one of the the big things that that we saw um in that game against Rutgers was no three and outs for this offense which is is amazing in any game and and as you said this was a good Rutgers team a really good defensively team a defensive team in in Rutgers that's a good defense that Iowa put up 22 points on as you said could have been more uh could have scored there at the end uh had that that pick at the end of the first half, which I agree that was more of a play call thing than it was a Deacon Hill thing. Um, but Deacon Hill, 200, more than 200 passing yards. It's the first time all season an Iowa quarterback has hit that. Uh, more than 400 yards for the offense. That's the first time in like 30 games that Iowa has gotten to there. Uh, and, and again, the, the no three and outs, which I think was huge for the defense to keep them off the field. You didn't have any of those real quick things where they, they have to jog right back out there. Uh, I think it was 77 plays to like 40-something in favor of Iowa. The, the, the time of possession was almost double in favor of Iowa. That's the thing about this offense. And, and I think Kirk Ferentz's philosophy of offense is it's not that he doesn't want the offense to be successful or score a bunch of points, but uh, the, the biggest thing an offense can, can do is move the ball a little bit, run time off the clock, give your defense some rest, you know, not make the mistakes, and then you, you play that field position game and, and things tend to work out for you. And so, uh, as you said, even though the, the score wasn't huge, they didn't put up 40 points, they did all the things you wanted to see them do. Deacon Hill was very comfortable in that second half, more so than we've seen him yet. Uh, Caleb Brown got his first touchdown as a Hawkeye. It seems like he's really clicked with the offense, and I'm guessing that, you know, within the program, uh, they've seen a change with him in the last few weeks, and things have kind of, kind of finally started to click, and, and that athleticism now can be utilized uh, by this offense, and, and and so that that was really good to see. And you just, as you said, you hope that that was a a corner turning moment, and they can keep that momentum going into this week. And I think it's good that they're at home. I think it's good that uh, that that they they were able to do that, and they had this kind of positive feeling going into the into the week. That hey, we we looked good. We are improving. Uh, the things that we're doing each and every day uh, are working. Kirk said a couple of times in the post game. I think once on on TV and once in the at the podium. You can't microwave these things, right? They, they, these don't happen quickly. And and putting a guy like Deacon Hill, who hadn't played since high school, into this offense, which was out without its its best two pass catchers and in, in the tight ends, uh, which was down running backs at different times, which has had a shuffling offensive line, you, the, the, it was never going to come together quickly. But the fact that it is starting to come together slowly, I think, is a positive sign. And uh, and hopefully we see that early against Illinois because yeah, this is going to be an, an interesting one. I'm glad we're at home. Um, 
I'm glad that that we we had that positive day against Rutgers because you're going to need to carry that momentum into this game. And and again, whether or not you put up a bunch of points, you need to have a similar game where you're able to move the ball, get first downs, and uh, and give your defense some rest in a game like this. Yeah, you just you know, it, our offense doesn't have to be outstanding. Okay, it's just like uh, you, you hit it on the head. I mean, we we need to we need to. Con- control our portion of the game. We, we can't suddenly expect this offense uh, with a second-string quarterback. I don't know, maybe he's not a second-string quarterback anymore. Now, maybe now he's, he's played four or five, six games. Yeah. And, and, and now he's got that experience under his belt, and, and he's playing better. And, you know, we can't expect him to all of a sudden, okay, we're going to win with our offense. Well, that's not going to happen, okay? We're still going to win with our defense and our special teams, and our offense can complement. You know, the thing that I saw, you know, Kirk in motion, I don't know if you saw the uh, interview right after the game while he was still on the field. Uh, you know, she, I, I can't remember what the question was she asked, but he got really emotional. And, um, you know, to see that, you know, you know how happy he is for these kids and, and, and to see them, you know, really start to make that progress that, that, he, that he's been talking about. And, you know, the one thing I've learned from Kirk, uh, you know, I, I became iClub president at the same time as coach. I was like 24, 25 years ago, whatever. And I remember one of the, if there's something that I've learned from Kirk over the years, it's patience, you know. Go back to work, work hard, and things are going to continue to get better. And nine times out of ten during Kirk's tenure, they have gotten better. We've gotten better as the season goes on. And, and we play better in November than we played early in the season. And kids got to get experience. Uh, uh, you know, Deacon Hill, is he ever going to be an all-conference quarterback? I don't know. I mean, he's a heck of a lot better after four games than he was after two games. Um, you know, you, you hope he can continue to, to progress. He seems just very, uh, I don't know, what would the word be? Mature? Mellow? Yes. He's not usually excitable. He's not back there in the happy seat like Petrus was. Um, he still overthrows the ball a little bit, but he's a lot more accurate uh, this week. He just seemed a lot more comfortable back there. Like, like to me, he was looking like a real quarterback, turning right, turning left, better footwork. Uh, his reads were better. And obviously, you know, the, the numbers looked a lot better. Let's see if he can do it again, you know, against Illinois. The offensive line's got a got a – you know, protect him. And it seems like when he has time, for the most part, he makes really good decisions. One really bad decision, sitting there throwing that pass all the way across uh, the field there at the end of the half. But we all learn more from our mistakes, Andrews, than we do from our successes. So uh, hopefully he will learn a lot from that mistake and uh, do a little better job taking care of the ball. Because if this team can get, even in that situation, you want a touchdown, of course you do. But even in that situation, mm-hmm. I mean, if this team could score 17 points, I really, yeah. I, I, I really think we can win, you know, most games. I don't think you're going to beat Michigan or Ohio State 17 points at all. But this defense, even without Cooper, is still a very formidable and excellent defense. So 17, 20 points, you know, we can, we can win with, with our special teams and our, and our defense the way they are. So um, it's going to be fun. I mean, I, I don't care what anybody says. We can still have a boring offense. Yeah. And, and maybe it's not exciting, okay? And, and I'll even say entertaining. Uh, 
we don't have the most entertaining offense. I'll give you that. But exciting? You know, I don't care. 10 to 7 game, I was pretty excited at the end <laughs> of uh, the Northwestern game. Uh, uh, even this past week, you know, going into the fourth quarter, so the game was up for grabs. The most entertaining game I've ever seen? No. You know, um, but but uh, you know, it, it was exciting. I mean, it was very exciting it, 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 to make those plays at the end and and win the game, right? Versus yep. wait for the other team to make an error. I mean, we made plays to win the game. A freshman, two freshmen came in and caught a fifty-four yard tight end. I don't even know his mm-hmm. name. Caught a fifty-four yard pass to make a big play. A lot of kids dropped that ball. He reached out, caught it. It was kind of a weird catch caught it and, and took off and, and made a really nice play. Caleb Brown, first big play, in my opinion, he's made, Yep. you know, all season. And, and you know, anyway, we're starting to, we're starting to find guys that yeah. can make plays win for us. And, and that's what we need to do is just keep making a play, whether it's on defense, whether it's on special teams, or, uh, or whether it's on offense. You know, you, you got to do things to win the game. Six, so we're doing that better. Sixteen and one now in November, dating back to twenty nineteen, yeah. and and that's that. I mean, it really just says all you need to know about Kirk Ferentz, and as you said, the patience that it takes uh, to 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 win in this league, and and what they have done. It's it's been incredible. The Kinnick crowd was amazing again, forcing those false starts against Rutgers. Going to need them to be big this weekend as well. And let let's let's go ahead and, and make that turn here, Joe, to uh, to look at it, Illinois a little bit. We'll save a little bit of uh, basketball talk for our yeah. final segment, but um, I thought it was great that I will put out I think it was this morning they put out the the announcement that Noah Shannon will be the honorary yeah. captain for this Illinois game that's a nice little you know jab at the NCAA but also just a, a cool uh, acknowledgement for this this guy who we haven't even mentioned when we're talking about guys we've lost for the season I mean this is a guy who could yeah. provide a lot of depth to this defense and hasn't been available uh, I thought that I think that's a really cool move uh, from from Iowa from Kirk Ferentz. It'll be cool to honor Noah Shannon on the field there, and uh, and and again, yeah, a little jab to the NCAA because Noah Shannon should be playing. It's it's crazy he's not, um, and and it's you know we're we're welcoming back Brett Bielema who who didn't make the trip in 21 because uh, of COVID. So it's been a while since he's coached the team inside Kinnick Stadium. Obviously, the nine to six win by Illinois last year. I don't think we're going to see a game like that because I don't think this Illinois defense is up to that level that they were a year ago um and so with that being said I think this offense this Iowa offense if they're able to kind of carry that momentum in if Deacon Hill is comfortable and, and finds those playmakers I think this team can establish the run I mean Illinois has a great defensive tackle but they don't have a great defensive line overall uh they don't have a great defense overall they've given up a lot of points especially in their losses but even in that win against Indiana I mean I think a lot of people saw the end of that game because as you were waiting for the Iowa game to start uh, that game was going into overtime but this is not an Illinois defense like we saw a year ago Ago. This is a defense, or, or or like the Rutgers defense we saw a week ago. This is a defense that can be had, and and if Iowa's offense can do something against them, I like Iowa's defense against this team, even without Cooper DeGene. Uh, I mean, certainly you you worry about Isaiah Williams. They're all worldwide receiver. You worry about Brett Bielema and, and his coaching prowess being able to kind of exploit Iowa's weaknesses as far as that goes. Um, so there's certainly some concern, but. I like Iowa's chances in this game, and uh, and and then just the the opportunity to to celebrate a Big Ten West championship on your home turf to go into that Nebraska game with with nothing to lose. You know, you don't have to go win that game. You want to, but you don't have to. Uh, I think that this is such a huge game, a huge spot, and I think it's a good spot overall for the Hawkeyes. 
Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm, I'm really glad the game is at home. I think that's uh, that's a huge advantage. We saw that this week. That'll, you know, it seems like it gives us uh, three, four, or five um, uh, false start penalties every game that we play at home. The crowd is is loud. They're close. Everything like that. That's a big help. Um, yeah, I'm going to go back to the same things I always go back to. You know, if we can run the ball against these guys, that opens everything up. It, you know, it, it really did against. Uh, uh, against Rutgers last week, and you're in for 150, 160, 70 yards, and and that you know that that's huge for us. Okay, um, that that allows Kurt to play the the game strategy that he wants to play, and uh, then we get ahead. That's another big thing in Kurt's game strategy is get ahead. Um, you know, make the other teams play from behind. They've got to take you know maybe more risks, uh, different things. Um, but, but yeah, this, this Illinois team is not what they were last year. Uh, they put up some big numbers. Um, you know, it concerns you a little bit that they put up that many points against Minnesota, right? And, and, but, but then the Indiana game, I mean, it's Indiana. And they were just throwing the ball all over the place. And if we can get them into a game where they can't run, make them one-dimensional, and their quarterback got to throw it all over the place, then I really like our chances. Um, that, that, that's kind of the thing that we want to do. Stop the run and make the other team more one dimensional, get a lead, you know, make them have to play from behind. And, and I think some of those things are going to be, are going to be big keys in, in this game. Turnovers always, you know, we haven't created many turnovers. No. Uh, so we need to, uh, we need to have a couple of turnovers go our way in this game. We're due and, uh, be nice to, uh, be nice to win the turnover battle, you know. Two nothing, three one, something like that. Um, I think that would uh, that would help us a lot too. That 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 would be huge, obviously, for this this uh, defense. And it's going to be interesting to see what this Illinois offense looks like because uh, John Paddock looked really really good against Indiana. But as you said, that's Indiana. Now he threw for five hundred yards, over five hundred yards. Um, and Brett Bielema came out this week and said Luke Altmeyer will be their starting quarterback. Now, some of that's certainly gamesmanship. I think we'll probably see both of these guys. And I don't know if Cooper DeGene's injury will change that at all because Altmeyer is less of a gunslinger and more of a kind of a dual threat type of quarterback. Uh, but you, you have to be ready to see both. Uh, if, you, if your eye was defense, Phil Parker will have them ready for this. You, you know that. And uh, and exactly what you said. If I was offense can establish the run, hold on to the ball a little bit, you know, avoid those three and outs, avoid those turnovers. Uh, let Tory Taylor do his thing. He only had three punts against Rutgers. And um, it'd, it'd be nice to you know, give, give him one final, you know, great day in, in Kinnick Stadium. As, as he announced this week that he does not plan to use a COVID year to come back for, for yet another season, which is no surprise. I think it was almost a surprise he came back for this year but uh so yeah if, if yeah. you're in Kenneth, give give him a, a standing ovation uh on saturday but um and and again i think with just just the opportunity here the the chance to uh to get to nine wins to to secure the big 10 west championship and to go into that nebraska game with house money i think it's just it's so huge i love the game time i love that it gets dark and cold inside kinnick stadium in the second half i love the crowd and that north end zone and then causing those false starts i mean there are things like that that you just can't prepare for and no matter how much brett bielema tries to prepare people for we've seen quarterbacks come in and just have a lot of trouble uh doing anything in in inside kinnick stadium when it's really rocking you know it's going to be on scene your day you know there's going to be a lot of love in that building and uh and with Noah Shannon and everything I mean this just it really sets up well I think for Iowa I feel 
you know, the the last handful of weeks, Joe, when we've kind of predicted these games, it's always, yeah, it's you know, it's going to be a one possession game, and you know, if whoever makes the big play or, or doesn't make the big mistake is probably going to fit, you know, find a way to win. And we we've always liked the Iowa's opportunity to do that. And, and I think it'll be a similar game to that. Don't get me wrong. I think we're going to see that kind of a game. Low scoring, low mistakes, you know, low penalties, all those things from Iowa. But I just, the more I think about this game and everything around it, the more confident I feel in, in Iowa's chances to, to, you know, not blow out Illinois or anything like that, uh, but to, to, to secure a win and to have a, a fun, a, another fun day inside Kinnick Stadium and, and hoist a trophy and, uh, and, and set, our, uh, set our calendars for early December and, and start buying up those tickets in Indianapolis. Yeah, you know, you, you just want to continue to show that improvement have fun and, uh, and find a way to win this game. I mean, I, I really see our, our offense. Uh, hopefully we can break a long run or two. Um, you know, they're, they're not, like I said, their defense isn't that great. I mean, Indiana scored 45 points against them. Okay. Don't need to say much more than that. And they probably had 30,000 people at the stadium if that when they played. You know, they're going to walk into Kinnick and be 70,000 people. Uh, you know, we're going to be wild and crazy senior day, the whole bit, 2.30 game, got to leave some good time for pregame tailgating. Um, and, and like you said, get to the fourth quarter, it's going to start getting dark in there. And it's, it's, it's going to be a really cool environment. It's going to be a ton of fun. I can't wait to get over there. I can't wait. It's going to be a, it's going to be a great game. We're counting on you to bring us home a win. We'll uh, we'll get to predictions before we get out of the out of here. But in the in the final segment, we will uh, talk a little bit about basketball. There was a big men's game earlier this week, a huge women's game last week uh, after our show uh, that we'll touch on, and then the women play again tonight. The men uh, tomorrow, and then we get into the Thanksgiving tournaments, and uh, and for the men, Big Ten plays just right around the corner. We're going to talk about all that and more. He's Joe Schmelka. I'm Andrew Downs. This is the HawkeyeNation.com radio show on 106.3 KXNO and the Hawkeye Nation Podcast Network. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Back in black on the HawkeyeNation.com radio show, 106.3 KXNO and the Hawkeye Nation podcast network. If you missed any of the, the first segment, a lengthy first segment where we talked about the Cooper DeGene injury, we broke down the win over Rutgers and looked ahead to the game against Illinois, a big game at Kinnick Stadium this Saturday afternoon. You can find it all at HawkeyeNation.com. Just go to podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, search Hawkeye Nation. Uh, but go to HawkeyeNation.com. That's where we've got the best coverage of the Hawkeyes anywhere in the world uh, from all angles. Thanks to uh, all of our contributors and uh, and go on to the forums there. I've been having some fun the last few weeks, uh, you know, kicking it around with people on the forums. That's a uh, it's a it's a fun community to be a part of. And uh, I, I welcome you to join us there at HawkeyeNation.com. Uh, Joe, we'll do predictions for Iowa, Illinois on the football field before we get out of here. But before we do that, I did want to talk about some some basketball. We'll start with the men who uh, went to number eight Creighton on Tuesday. Now they lost 92 to 84, but man, gave, gave hope a lot of hope that they're going to be better than, than predicted. And and I, I did think they were going to be better than, than, you know, 
uh, bottom half of the Big Ten, like a lot of predictions had them, or you know, outside looking in in the NCAA tournament. And you know, who knows how this season will play out? It's still so early, but to go on the road in a tough environment like that against a really good Creighton team—I mean, that team can score like, like nobody else. What the, the blitzkrieg they put on to start the second half would put any team down and, and put most teams down double digits for the rest of the game. But the way they fought back, the way that young lineup came in and fought back, um, the way that Ben Cricky played was incredible. I mean, he he's going to be a legitimate Big Ten player. You know, he's, he led the Missouri Valley in scoring last season. And when, when he came over in the transfer portal, I think a lot of people kind of thought, eh, eh you know, ho-hum, is, is this guy really going to be that good? He looks like... He looks like he could have a really, really great season, and and maybe be, I mean, maybe be Iowa's best offensive player. I know we're we're going off of like one game here, but the way he played in that moment was was fin- fantastic. Glad that Peyton Sanford got out of there, out of there okay. That was a scary, uh, you know, pseudo injury that he had came down hard on the floor. He had a great start to the game, but those those two quick fouls kind of put him out, took him out of the rhythm. Never really got it going again. But um, this is going to be a fun team to watch. They can score with anybody. The fight they showed. I thought on Tuesday night was great and you wish you would have gotten a win Joe but beyond that uh, you know, not a moral victory, but I think this team showed a lot. And if you're a fan, I don't know how you can't be positive about a this program and where it is right now. B the future of this program, and and see what you're going to see the rest of this season. Uh, just from an enjoyment level. I mean, we talk in football a lot about entertainment and enjoyment. Uh, this is going to be an entertaining basketball team, whether or not they find the wins. I agree with you 100%. It's almost like it's the opposite of the football team, right? It is. This team's got all, um, they got a lot of guys that can shoot, a lot of guys that can score. Um, you question their defense a little bit at times, particularly against the elite players. And, and you know, Creighton's got a few of them. Uh, refereeing was a little suspect early. Yeah, took our best score out of the game right away. Uh, I believe that was the referee. I uh, can't remember his name. Green. Green, yeah. Left. That's the one that I think uh, Brand had to stare down with, it wasn't is, it? Yes, yeah. it is. Basketball games last year. So, and I think we top game. That was a very, very talented team we played on the road, hostile environment, uh, big game. And, you know, we played very well in the first half, um, played better defense in the first half than we did the second half. And then came out, yeah, like you said, got kind of uh, got smoked there a little bit, start the second half. And uh, kind of thought, well, we're done. And, you know, they fought back. And and that, that really showed a lot of character. And the thing I'm most enthused about is, you know, you see a bunch of freshmen come in and you're like, well, they're not going to play very much. You know, they're developmental. Uh, you know, they're going to play a little in non-conference and then they'll be sitting down. There's some players on our, uh, out of our mm-hmm. freshmen, okay? You got three or four kids there that could play very well. Uh, Cricky, same thing, what you said, much better uh, than what I thought. Now, I'm not saying he's going to shoot that great all season, but, you know, if he's got that jump shot from just outside the, the free throw line, or just above the free throw line, and a few other things, you know, we're, we're going to be okay. Going to be tough down low. Again, we just yes. don't have a lot, uh, a lot there in the middle again. And, you know, teams are going to exploit that because they've got a really good big man. And, uh, yeah, you know, but, but it is going to be a very fun season. I mean, I, I don't think there's, you know, we, we might get down 10, 15 points, but with the shooters we have on this team, and I don't care whether it's one of the Sanford brothers or, or, uh, 
there's a host of kids that can get hot and can bring it back. So this team, this team's going to be able to score. I'll have nights where they're off on their shooting and they, they don't get things done. But it's going to be a fun team to watch. More fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I, that way. I, I bet they're, you know, if I had to predict it, I'd go, well, going on the road, number eight team in the country, uh, we're going to get blown out, maybe. And, and we didn't, you know, look that way a little bit. But went toe-to-toe with them in the first half. That was fun to see. That was very entertaining basketball uh, in the first half. It was. It, it, uh, yeah, that, the pace of that first half was was incredible, huh. and and the fact that yeah, Iowa could keep up with that pace, and and Creighton, uh, and and you know again, that's that's like a Final Four caliber team, and Iowa isn't that, um, but the fact that they could go on the road and play with them showed a lot, and we're gonna learn a lot more about this Hawkeye team moving forward. Now they're home tomorrow night against Arkansas State. They're not gonna learn a lot that night. But the Thanksgiving weekend tournament, you play Oklahoma, and then it's either Seton Hall or USC uh, the following day. So you got a couple of Power 5 opponents there. You've got Purdue, Iowa State, and Michigan in a seven-day span in early December. That's going to be a real measuring stick. So, again, a big-time stretch of games coming up here where you know you, you don't even worry so much about the wins and losses. You obviously don't want to start 0-2 in the Big Ten like you have a couple of times uh, since they moved to the 20-game schedule. That, that puts you in such a hole there that it's tough once you move into the, the, this, you know, the earnest uh, Big Ten schedule in, in January. But outside of that, I mean, you feel like if you can just play with these teams, learn some things, get these young guys some minutes against some of these big teams. You feel pretty good about how things are going to be moving forward. But this is a big stretch of games. We're going to learn a lot about this team in the next, you know, three or four weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's, good. It's, it, it's just going to be fun. Uh, basketball is going to be more fun than I thought it was going to be. I think that as I sit here right now, I kind of looked at the basketball season, looked who we lost. And, uh, you know, as far as players and I was like, yeah, it's going to be a tough year for five freshmen and Cricky, you know, whatever. Uh, no, now I'm excited. Uh, that elevated my excitement level uh, for the basketball season uh, quite a bit. So uh, I, I think it'll be a fun basketball season for the and, men. And obviously going to be a fun season for the women, man. They, they host Kansas State tonight, and, and uh, you know, that, that'll that be interesting. But what a great win over Virginia Tech last week. A neutral site game, but you're much closer to Virginia Tech uh, in, in that in Charlotte. Um Number eight, Virginia Tech. So it's a top 10 game. It's a, a final four team from a year ago. And all Caitlin Clark does is 44 points, you know, mess around with a triple double again. Uh, she's she's so incredible. She's always worth the price of admission. You, there's just no hyperbole you can put on her that that is, isn't deserving. But this team around her also, Joe, I mean, we, we know what we lost in Monica Sinano. Um but the way Lisa Bluter coaches this team, the way Jan Jensen coaches this team, it feels like they, they've always got an advantage there. They changed up their lineup a little bit for Virginia Tech, much like they did against South Carolina in the Final Four uh, in the spring, and, and it's worked out for them. Uh, but th- this team has th- – Caitlin Clark has players around her. And, again, you don't want to o- overlook the fact that, that you lost Monica Sinano, but Hannah Stolke had a really nice game. Now she's got to be, be a little more careful with the fouls now that she's a, a bigger part of this team, but she'll learn that as the season goes along. There are some other things that there's going to be some growing pains with with some of these younger players. Um, But this is a... Again, I was going into that game thinking, okay, are they worthy? Should I get excited about another season like last year? And nothing out of that game got me uh, less excited about this, right? It, it just, it, I'm doubling down now in this is a team that can make another huge run. Who knows what happens in March, but they should compete for the Big Ten Championship again. And uh, and it's just going to be, as you just said about the men, this is going to be a really, really fun season for the women. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm not finding myself... Um 
you know, planning my evening uh, around the women's yeah. uh, basketball. Beyonce, uh, I never did that before. <laughs> right? Right, wrong, or otherwise. Uh, right. Andrew, I, I, I never said, okay, it's Thursday night. Honey, we need to eat. And uh, then we're going to go. Uh, I got my 97-year-old dad across the street in a, in a care center, and he's still very much with it. And I said, let's go over there. We'll watch the first half of the uh, women's basketball game, right? And uh, I, I don't know. You know. It's just not something I've ever, no. uh, ever, ever done. And now I can't wait. I mean, they look so um, – they look confident um, in the they they just they just look very confident. Uh, they didn't get rattled, you know, when they got behind or the crowd got after or whatever. We didn't play our best game. Um, when say we didn't play our best game, we played a very good game. We didn't shoot the best, right? Uh, Caitlin, you know, was a little off that night, but you're you're dead on, and and, and I I was so happy. I don't want to say this. So happy to see her only score 24 points against you and I, and the team score a total of like 94. Yes, right? yes. There are other there are other women on this team that can score, and and they can. You know, Lisa's really got opportunity to go big, go smaller. Uh, I don't know all the players' names and everything yet. I will. You know, number three, number four. Um, a lot of things can happen there. Kate Martin looks like she's taking her game yes. uh, up and um, you know, Stalky looks 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 you know looks like she's got a season under her belt and and she's ready to go. Goodman is back. That gives you some real quality uh, depth and and you know uh, uh, another big in there. And not gonna be a fun season. It's gonna be a very fun season. And. Uh, you know, let's not get our expectations too high. Let's not get ridiculous. You know, it's it, it's a game. The other team's trying to win too. We got a very tough schedule, and uh, you know, there's going to be some bumps in the road, things like that. But this team, very, very much to be very excited about. And uh, you know, anytime Caitlin Clark's around, it's always worth the price of admission. Right? Uh, yes. And and like like you said, you know, holding on to that uh that Peacock subscription because I think seven of Iowa's yeah. Big Ten games uh, yeah. the, the women are, are scheduled for that and uh, it, it, it's it's you're exactly right it's to the point where you uh, you schedule your evenings around games like this and, and Iowa plays Kansas State at home tonight uh, seven thirty tip on FS1 and then on Sunday uh, against Drake at home that's also on FS1 at six o'clock that's a Drake team that just beat Iowa State which is a, it's not a great Iowa State team this year but a Drake team that took Iowa to overtime a year ago so those in-state games are always pretty interesting uh, and then you got a couple of weeks before you you go to Iowa State and then start uh, Big Ten play for the women. So we'll have time to talk about that. We'll be talking about the Iowa women much more here on the Hawkeye Nation Podcast Network uh, as we move forward. All right, Joe, we're about to get pushed out by the music, and in heaven there is no beer. Uh, will we be uh, singing that song Saturday evening and celebrating the Big Ten West Championship uh, when Illinois comes to town? What's your prediction for the game? Uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be very surprised if we're not. I'm going to go with you. I, I think we're going to have an absolute offensive blowout, Andrew. Uh, I think we're going to get uh, say 31, 31 Ooh. to ten. I think we pull away from them uh, towards the end. Um, I think our defense is just is just too good, and and I think our offense will be able to run the ball. Uh, turnovers are going to kind of decide how much we win by. Um, but I, I I really feel good about this team right now and uh um I, I think we'll be okay with without cooper for this game okay yeah for this 
I think we'll be I think we'll be just fine without it. So I, I agree. Uh, I'm going. I'm going 24 six. Uh, but yeah, we're we're right right there with you. I'd love the 30. I'd love if we got to 30. Uh, it'd, it'd be great to to do that in a win over Brett Bielema and the Illini. Well, Joe, thank you so much. As always, this has been fun. If you've missed any of this show, uh, check it out at HawkeyeNation.com. Just go to the podcast page on the website or search wherever you get your podcast for Hawkeye Nation. But do go to HawkeyeNation.com. Check out all the work we do each and every day. Uh, get on those forums and uh, and banter with with me and the other people in the community. Uh, we're having a good time at HawkeyeNation.com. Joe, as always, thank you. We'll talk soon and uh, go Hawks. All right. Take care. Go Hawks.